Yes, it's fantastic. We're going? Okay. Hello, everyone. This is another special episode of Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are here live in the VIP lounge at the TCL Chinese Theater for the 19th annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival. I'm Haley Royal, your host, and my co-host Bree is here with me this time. Hi, Bree. Hi. Yes, Welcome. I'm Brianna Wing. Thank you. And in this episode, we have Simon Keenitz, Kincaid, the writer, director, and producer of Play It By Ear, as well as Emily Ann Zisco, writer, director, and actor of Play It By Ear. Welcome, Hi. guys. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much for having Of course, we're happy to be here. We would love to hear a little bit about your film. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe the logline or what it's about? We'd sure. Like- yeah, so Play By Ear is actually a six-episode digital series, and it follows the relationship of Mila and Lucas, a long-distance couple split between Amsterdam and Los Angeles. And so the concept of the series is whether a couple can grow and change together or grow apart when faced with distance. And you guys, so you had some split screens and posts, right, when you watch it. How did you plan in prep and production with the anticipation of post? Did you have it in mind during prep or did you deal with it later? What was that like? We definitely took a lot of time in prep. We were lucky we kind of got to go at our own pace with this project because it was it was basically four of us who were the creative engine behind it. Emily, myself, and our collaborators Brian and Dylan. Dylan was also an actor alongside Emily, and they were handling posts. So it was really this small group of people. We brought in then a cinematographer to the mix who we were able to have on both shoots because we shot for, I believe, nine days in Amsterdam. And then four or five months later... Uh, we shot for eight days in Los Angeles to make the entire thing possible. And there was a lot of, like we said, like shots we wanted to match between the two places or this shot is relating to the first shot of the next scene, but it's on a different continent. So we did a lot of prep with our cinematographer, went through the scripts a ton, but then we also had the advantage of having shot half of the project, being able to look through everything and kind of re-prepare again to shoot the second half with already having in mind what we had done the first time and maybe the mistakes that we had made that we wouldn't make the second time so so you said you shot half of it in Amsterdam and half of it in LA Mm -hmm. and then I believe you had two separate crews right yes so can you talk about getting different crews on the same page visually and technically and did you have different equipment well, or the same, or yeah, how did it go with matching? So that's a um, that's a great question because it took up so much of our brain space during prep on yeah. such a on such an indie budget. So basically, how we we got incredibly lucky. Um, our cinematographer Ingrid Sanchez, she at the time was also in a long distance relationship with someone in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, perfect. So it was uh, she actually like she came onto the project because part of her experience was living in LA and having her loved one in Amsterdam and she was really excited to go visit him during our shoot. Perfect. Wow. Um, and we were at first we didn't know whether or not our cinematographer would be in both LA and Amsterdam and, and we were really concerned We were about that. concerned we were going to have to get two DPs because we wouldn't have the budget to fly people back and forth and that I think that would have been 
in retrospect, we were we were kind of prepared to do it, and in retrospect, I'm like, I am so glad so we did glad not we did do that because, because visual language is so cohesive. I think that would have been much more challenging to your question to mesh those two crews together had we done it that way, but because we had the same cinematographer and you know like the four of us like I said who are sort of the creative engine behind the show we were on set for both projects and I think also for us because we co-directed all of the episodes having two people who are kind of paying attention at any time both in front of and behind the screen one of us is probably going to catch catch it and remember like oh no no remember in this shot they need to exit screen right because then you know we're going to have this or there's a whip pan and da, 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 you know what I mean so between all of our collective brain power I think we were able to keep a pretty good handle on everything and communicate that to our crew and also be able to pull up you know, uh, dailies on our phone and just be like, okay, we have to match this. And everyone's like crowding around the phone on set and being like, okay, I think we can do that. We were also blessed in both locations by the crew that we did hire from Amsterdam and LA. We were blessed that in both locations, they were so down, like such hard working creative engines in and of themselves. And they understood that there was this kind of idea of consistency. And that was really important to us. Hey, Emily, as an actor, because this is Cinematography for Actors podcast, Uh, as an actor, (laughs) how do you think, knowing throughout the film that you would series, that you would be handling post, how did that inform your performance? That's a really good question. I mean, for me, it's very um, surreal to watch myself in post-production editing Uh is interesting because I often refer to myself in the third person Mm -hmm. um, or as my character name Mm -hmm. just to get that sense of distance as both you know an objective kind of directorial eye and performance eye for performance right Mm -hmm. I think how that during production affected my performance to be honest with you there was so much going on that I, I don't even think I was thinking about post. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, if we wow. can manage, if we can manage production. <laughs> just today or this just yeah, one day. Yeah, if I can just get through this scene, then it will, I mean, it, it was a joy to shoot. But I think that with so many hats on, there is some kind, like, you lose all sense of mm, almost vulnerability as an mm-hmm. actor. Because it becomes very much paramount that you just do it and that single-mindedness to me is actually incredibly helpful to getting the work done because otherwise I can get in my head a little bit Mm -hmm. and I think again like we we had the advantage of we started writing the show in 2020 and we didn't finish filming until March of 2022 so we had spent a lot of time with the scripts by that point and like we kind of had to know them inside and out and I think Emily definitely did and that was beneficial to have been working on something for over a year when you know then you're on the day and everything's going on and Mm -hmm. it's very easy for your mind to kind of just go blank in that situation this was a big process I'm always really interested to learn what filmmakers feel like they learned from each individual production and this was technically two different productions (laughs) (laughs) what do you feel like you learned Mm. um You know, I learned, I think the biggest thing that we learned is you either have money or you have time. Mm. And we had time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, but with that said, like, I think that that, because we had time, because we were taking it um, slowly, we were also able to make a work that I think speaks to 
like such a high quality, such a high caliber um, that I'm, I'm very grateful we didn't feel rushed, you know. Good question. With two directors, and uh, the same question would apply with one, but especially with two, when you guys say cut, what is the first action you take? Do you go to the camera department? Do you go straight to the actors? Do you guys split apart? Well, styles? I was, yeah. I was thinking when you asked her the question about performance as also being a behind the ca- having behind the camera roles, like there would definitely be times when if she was in front of the camera, I would call cut. And then I feel like before before I was even going to before I could even give her a note, she'd be like, "I need to do this." Like you know what I mean? I already know. Yeah, I I know. I I know. So I think I think probably it was usually to come together first for Mm -hmm. the two of us to talk about what had just happened and what we wanted to do, and and oftentimes then our cinematographer and and Dylan Bentlosh, who like we said is a producer and was also the other lead. So it was. It wasn't necessarily, it, it was always different, but I think rather than sort of splitting our duties, okay, you're going to talk to these people and I'm going to talk to these people, because it was also a pretty small set. I think we'd usually come together and feel like our combined brain power mm-hmm. is better than either of us individually, <laughs> so let's connect first on that and then we can kind of spread out from there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Have you screened already? When do you screen? So we screen on Wednesday, August 16th at 10 p.m. Fantastic. Oh, we haven't so missed excited. it. Yes. <laughs> and if you can't be here in person, you can watch it on BitPix, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. And we actually also have the series available on YouTube great. already as Thank well. Thank you for mentioning that. And we <laughs> can find it through uh, your channel. How? What's the best way to yeah, search for I would, the show? The, the, the channel that it's on on YouTube is called Karen Twins Productions. That's the production company of our two co-creators and collaborators. Karen Twins Karen Productions, Twins with, Productions a with a K? With a K. Okay, Correct. Great. Karen yes. Twins Productions? Play It By Ear is the name of the show. Okay, again. perfect. <laughs> and we'll put all of that in the notes as Wonderful. well below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah. yeah. Much appreciated. And enjoy Thank the rest of the festival. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. This has been another special episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are here live at the 19th annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival through August 20th. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are here at the festival, come up to the VIP lounge and say hi. We also want to give a huge thank you and shout out to our sponsors, which we have so many to help us put this together. And that is Apogee Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Technology for the awesome Wi-Fi hookup. As a special gift to our CFA listeners, um, we have partnered with a company called We Make Movies, you may be familiar with them, to offer discounted production services, including access to comprehensive production insurance and workers' comp for your next shoot. Visit wemakemovies.org slash insurance and use code CFA23 on your next intake form for 10% off your quote. We are making filmmaking more accessible. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time on the Cinematography Fractors podcast. Thanks all. Bye. Bye.